forget all of that, forget all of that, forget all of that. Emmanuel, have you relaxed now? Has Bournemouth humbled you now? Can you, can you calm down? Yeah? You're talking brass. Can you relax? Relax, yeah? Relax. Say something. Welcome to another episode of Starting Eleven. I'm your host again, Emmanuel. I'm joined by Alfred. Yo. You good? Fantastic. Fam. It's a late one, but we move anyway. Cool. Just to plug the socials again, at underscore starting XI, um, where you'll catch us on Twitter. And also use our hashtag, hashtag underscore starting XI. If you find anything interesting, anything funny about the pod, hit us up, let us know about it. We've got a couple people... Um, interacting with us, but we need more of you, man. We know more of you listen to the pod, so get at us, man. But yeah, cool. Let's get into it. Streets, remember, who you picked this week? So we have picked Louis Saha this week. Sheesh. My guy, I man. I mean, you know what? It's, it's, it's a weird one because, I mean, the streets will obviously remember him. Yeah. But I mean, not for the amount of games he played because he was probably injured for half of his career. So. <laughs> <laughs> This guy was on the pitch with... This guy was on the pitch like with crutches on. This guy could not stay fit for a whole season at all. But his quality was undeniable. Undeniable. Oh, exactly. Whenever he was on the pitch, I mean... Right. His, his skills and his quality would just shine through, of course. I mean, Rooney quoted that, you know, Saul was one of the best strike partners he ever had at Manchester United. Funny enough, that's, and that's, that's saying something like, and that's funny. Funny enough, he's not the only one that said that. Paul Scholes, he said that out of all the strikers he played with at United, the one he enjoyed playing with the most was Sahar, because of his movement, his ability to know where the space was to move into, and like his just instinctive eye for goal, and he knew that he could always find him. He knew that it wasn't hard to find him at all. So that just shows that like. He he was something else, man. Like, and even watching him, I used to. I remember watching him. I used to think this guy is just—he's such a gunman. And and the thing is, you can see that Fer, Fergie actually—he um, tried. He he was patient with him. You see how like a lot of men, they don't really give some. They didn't. They don't really give a lot of people time. Like so hard. Fergie was patient with him because he knew the quality my man had. I remember before before he came. I remember he when he was at Fulham, and. He absolutely... I remember one game, I think it was at Craven Cottage, he absolutely destroyed us. Like, it was... It, 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 like, he, he was ridiculous. Like, he was he had pace, he could hold up the ball, he can go in behind, he could shoot from distance, he can shoot with power, he can finesse. Like, he, he, was a, he was a very complete striker. It was just the fact that he was just never fit, man. Like, he was never fit. Yeah, with Saha, like, it's a story of what could have been if he could have stayed on the pitch for, you know, a few more matches in his career. But he's mm. certainly, certainly a quality striker and a quality player. Um, 
the streets will definitely remember him. Yeah, man. Like, he was at Fulham. I don't know how Fulham always got these, like, sick players. Do you remember back in the day? Like, Fulham always got these, like, sick players that could play at big clubs. They had Van der Sar. They had Saha. I was thinking, how do you have... They had Dembele, Musa Dembele, later on. They had... Obviously, we had the, the streets, remember, from um, last week, Clint Dempsey. Like... Do you remember um, um, Zoltan Gira? Gira, yeah. You remember him? Oh, man. He, I mean, Fulham, Fulham squads, like, in the, you know, mid to late 2000s were always, it was always a good mixture of, you know, big names and a few small unknown names Unknown well. names as well, yeah, man. Like, I remember they even, didn't they get to Europa League? They, they beat Juventus, didn't they? I think it was, like, 2010. Yeah, they got to Europa League final in 2010, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had, like, Danny Murphy's playing centre mid. Mad team. That mini me fam. <laughs> Imagine that. But anyway, but yeah, like if we go back onto Saha, like unreal player, what a guy. And he, he helped he had he helped us with some important goals as well, man. Like he, he he held it down, he held the line for us a lot of the time as well. And he was a very intelligent player as well. He could play with like he played with like a lot of different strike partners. Yeah, obviously in his time United, he played with he would have played with Van Nistelrooy. Um, you would have played with Rooney, of course. Mm. Alan Smith. Well, I don't know how many. Remember, remember Alan? Yeah, them, them two. Them two. Them two. Definitely bucked each other in the medical. In the medical room, innit? They definitely bucked each other. Cause them two, they were injured for time. You didn't see them on the pitch for a good eighteen months. Honestly, I couldn't. I couldn't recall a game that that that, that they've actually been on the same. Were they on the same pitch together? Same I, I don't even know. I'm trying to remember, you know. Now they must have been, but either way, like they were always injured. But yeah, no, nah, Saham. You know what? One game I definitely remember him at was um. One the game that at Ewood Park where we lost four three, where, um, Blackburn completely destroyed us. Again, Blackburn, that team. Anyone that don't think Blackburn was a serious team, but anyway, them times there. But he they he they absolutely destroyed us four three. But he scored a hat trick that game, and um. I think it was the when we played Chelsea, we drew one one, and he scored from like outside the box, and it was like one nice curler into the bottom bottom bins. I just thought Sahar, man, what a guy! Brilliant player, great choice for um, Streets of Member this week. Trust me, it was sad to see him go to Everton and that, but like obviously we couldn't keep we couldn't keep hold of him for any longer. Like. I mean, he won everything that there was to win, really, at United, didn't he? Like, he he won he won the league. He was in the Champions League squad, and then after that, like, we just had to let him go because, like, he 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 weren't able to he wasn't able to consistently give us what we needed to give him over a, over a, over a thirty eight game season. But nah, man, what a player! Straight streets remember him for real, for real. Yeah. But yeah, cool. Um, let's get into this weekend's games. I mean, we were talking about it like before the pod. We got, we got, we got to speak about them scousers catching life again, last minute goal again. I mean, it just shows like, and I hate to say, it just shows how resolute they are. Fam. And what and what grit they've shown and what determination they've shown. I mean, because we know, you know, we know the quality players that they have, and we know that they play somewhat good football now. So. 
The thing is, yeah, they we didn't can even... Sort of, we can sort of disregard that. So, you know, the mark of champions, you know, you have to look away from football. You have to look at the, the determination. You have to look at the grit. And you have to look at the mentality of the psychological side of it as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's... And the fact that they're bringing that into their game now just suggests to me that, you know, it's, it's a sign of champions. It's a mark of champions now. And... I really hate to see it. <laughs> yeah, I hate to see it, fam. I, I hate to see it, fam. That's, that's I won't lie. No, but the thing, the thing that annoyed me the most was the fact that they didn't even play well in that game. They did not play well in that game at all. And they still managed to grind out that result. Like, Villa actually were played... Like, I mean, after, their first, after they scored the first goal, they just went and sat back. They literally just, they literally just sat back and just like, wanted to counter. But either way, it was working. Henderson, dead food as usual... Um, Tutankhamun Townsend and Salah didn't really in fact he even got hooked so my agenda is my agenda is ripe for harvest like and the whole mid, the midfield didn't didn't really bang at all I think um, Fabinho didn't play but I think he was one yellow away from um, a suspension and that means he would have missed the City game so I understand why they didn't play because I saw Lalana playing DM I was thinking nah Klopp is boying it he's actually boying it He's trying to revive this guy's career by playing him as a six. One... They just catch life at the right time, don't they? Fam, it's proper frustrating. And the thing is, Mane was involved in both goals. I think he's the most influential player, to be honest with you. I've been saying this for time. I've been, I've been saying this. I've been, I've been like, saying Mane's doing their like best player. Salah, Salah this season, I mean, he sort of he comes and goes when he wants. But Mane, he's been the ever-present when it comes to, you know, goals and just real important moments in Liverpool season thus far mm. so I mean if they lose him to any sort of injury or suspension they're then, pissed I don't man think, I don't really don't think that bodes well for their season to be honest with you Mane is by far their best player their most clutch player anyway Salah, Salah will score you goals don't get me wrong Salah, Salah will score you goals and to be fair like with the CV that he has like scoring the most goals in the season in the Prem all of that stuff like He's got equity in the bank to like not to have like off games or like be off form for like two three games or whatever. But if you're gonna tell me like who Liverpool's real main man is, it's Mane, and that's a fact. That's a fact. It's Mane exactly. That's I a mean, fact. Even before Salah came to Liverpool, I remember in that 2016 17 season. Fam. Mane had a really good breakout season with Liverpool. He was running riot. And I think if Salah didn't join Liverpool, he would have been the undisputed main man mm. up, in, up until now anyway. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, I mean, it just goes to show that he's really grown into this role now and he's really fulfilling what he probably set out to do when he joined Liverpool, you know, two and a half, three years ago. So, hats off to him. Mm. And as, as you said, he's, he's Liverpool's most clutch player right now. So, Wait. I mean, yeah, man. What more can you say about them, fam? I mean, Liverpool, they're six points ahead. Like, if they bottle it this year after last year, questions need to be questions have to be asked still. The thing is, last year, though, I remember around January, February time, they were about seven, eight points clear. They were eight one points. They were, they were eight points clear. points clear. And they had a game in hand. So there was no excuse, really, last year. They actually bottled it last year. This year, if they don't win it, Questions have to be asked. I'm so sorry. They have to be. Because there's absolutely no way they should not be winning it this year. Really and truthfully. Exactly. The only person that's... Well, the only people that are going to... You 
contributed their own downfall. Mm. I think it's in their hands, if I'm honest with you. And it's um, it's more in Klopp's hands, really, who he picks on a regular basis, who the the people that he integrates as well, like someone like Oxley Chamberlain. He needs to be integrated to that midfield, to be honest. There needs to be more dynamism in that field because, like, Wijnaldum pl- plays well once every eight games. Henderson is lucky that he's even a footballer. Now, okay, Fabinho's good. However, like, they need something else in that in that midfield. So, I mean, it's fascinating just to see that they've lost one game in the last 50, 60-odd games, which is just... Staggering. Imperious form, man. Imperious. Staggering. Imperious, imperious form. Like, it's not even funny. Like, oh, I don't even want to... That is actually league winning form as well. It is, it is. We were talking before the show, like, you know, they were nearly perfect last season. It was just one or two games in which... If they're picked... ...to turn up, but that had a detriment to their title winning prospects. And that's so harsh, thinking that they only lost one game last year. One game, and when was the last time they even won? I mean, they um, how much? When was the last time they actually lost a game? I can't actually remember I, the last time they lost a game. I, I, I think in the league like, anyway, because Champions League, Champions League. I mean, they lost to Napoli, but like, like in the league, like I can't remember the last time they lost a the game. I believe it was that um, loss at the Etihad in January. Yeah. I think I think that was the last time they lost the game. Lost the so. game, <laughs> boy. Like the the previous criticisms of Liverpool was that they couldn't do it against the smaller teams. They'd always fall so they always come up against Come up short, yeah. And, and they've come up short against And the they've been teams. so much better against the smaller teams in the last eighteen months. They just blow them yeah. away. Exactly. They now just blow them away. Them out, you know, we know how they like to turn up and we know how they like to play against the big teams. Mm. You know, we have we no one has any doubts about them in that department. So the fact that they've ironed that out of their game now and the fact that they're performing against the bigger teams on a much better level now than, than they ever have. As Boy. you said, they're, they're just looking imperious right now. Trust me. Who's going to stop them, them really? facing City this Sunday. But, I mean, if you were to tell me to pick a winner now, then... I, I don't know, bro. <laughs> I don't know. Before <laughs> don't we know. before we go on to City, before we get on to City, I just want to just wanna shout out one guy anyway in particular. I mean, we've been giving plaudits to Mane, but we have to shout out Latskin KDB because he's basically orchestrating plays from right back for them and it's actually scary how good Trent is like it's not normal like his, his passing is absolutely immense Fav, it's not even like he's, he's actually got a midfielder's range of passing it's not even a joke like he's it's funny, it's funny you say that as well because I mean he's playing on the right back but he's not playing any short 5 to 10 yard passes these are 30 he's 40 yard pings 30 40 50 yard pings sometimes oh most of those passes are going to his um, to, to the opposite um, fullback to, to Robertson <laughs> and then and then he's, t- he's taking set pieces so that's free kicks that's corners for them like nah man per- I don't like to say generational talent because personally for me the only generational talent in this out of all of these young'uns is Mbappe he's the only one for me However, there's no reason why he's not in the tier below because he is an unreal footballer. Do you think they should move Trent into more what in midfield? Yeah, maybe more. But what he gives you out, what he gives you in that because where Liverpool get their creativity from it and their outlet is through their fullbacks and it allows yeah. their forwards to come inside and attack the inside spaces, 
and it's through Robertson and Trent that it gives it. And I feel like they lose that. You lose that if Trent is not there. So when they've played Gomez there, Gomez obviously is a centre back by trade. Like he's not a right back, and I don't think, and they don't have necessarily cover for him that will. Do you know what I'm saying? Like they don't have anyone of his similar quality playing as a fullback, unless they have someone in their youth academy that I'm not sure of. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but they don't have that. However, I don't see why he can't play in midfield later on because he's got the passing range for it and he's more than good enough. Yeah, that's definitely a position I'd like to see him move into. It'll be interesting, but uh, that's more that's very that's very system based and obviously like it's different like in terms of possession, like being in possession where you've only just got to look um, inwards and there's only like different passing lanes to look at um, specific passing lanes to look at when you're a right back. Um, than you are in centre mid. It's a very different level playing field. So um I think it is partially down it is partially down to system as well to to help him. But I I see I don't see a reason why he can't play in midfield. Well probably another factor and I mean this is probably small at this stage in his career. Probably his defensive frailties. Yeah possibly but those would probably be more masked if he was playing in midfield to be fair. Because I think a lot of people look at his one-on-one um, ability and don't think that he's amazing because he's not, and that's I mean, because he's playing as a fullback. Just defensive like, and awareness. awareness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that's decision making when it comes to like defensive positions. That's been called into question as well. Yeah, yeah. Those, but those are so things maybe, you. But so those are, maybe but, to, to mitigate that. Maybe he could be moved into a role further forward. And maybe get someone in more defensive, but as you said, that probably come as a detriment to Liverpool because their creativity comes from those wide outlets. Mm. So. But yeah, enough talking about these castles, man. I can't be asked. Um, City S- survived the scare against Southampton. Why are they scraping results? What's going on with them? They don't look the same. They're lacking, man. Like structurally and you know system wise as well, they don't look the same as they did. You know, last season or, or the season before that either. Mm. I, don't know a, I don't know if it's a question of personnel because personnel has largely stayed the same. I think personnel, to an extent, to be fair, like Laporte's injury, big miss. Some players out of form, like Bernardo Silva, for example. I think he's been poor. And I'm a, and, and you know and you know I love Bernardo in it. Yeah, and you know I love Bernardo in it, but he's been poor. Like he's been poor. He looks lost at times. Um, yeah, man, like they just don't look as cohesive, and that's a that's a bit of a worry. It's gonna need like someone like KDB to sort of like raise his level that bit more to sort of drag the team almost. But they are grinding. I mean, they did grind out this performance. They did grind out this result. Even uh, this is against a poor Southampton side that Leicester pack nine against. You know what I'm saying like like this, you shouldn't be struggling against them. I'm saying this as a United fan, but like. City shouldn't be struggling against them. Okay, I'm just looking at the lineup um, from Saturday here. Mm. So in their defence, Carl Walker, John Stones, uh, Fernandinho, uh, Angelina. Good lord of mercy. <laughs> like, that, I've never seen that defensive lineup from them before. So I mean, that back four is whiffity, whiffity, whiffity. Like, nah, I can't even see a competent defender in that at all. In that whole back four. Try and make a case of Fernandinho, but I mean, I, I, but Fernandinho just as a footballer, so I respect him. Angelino, I quite I liked him um, last year um, in the era of Divise, so I'll, I'll cut him some slack. 
But, bruh, that defence is weak at best. It just really goes to show that losing like your main player or your main centre-back just can really derail your defence. At all, bruv, not replacing company, not, and not having a replacement for Laporte, it's looking mad. Their defence looks off. Just their defence is all even like the whole like, team structure. Like whenever they play, whenever they set up, they even look pretty lost as well. Lost, like they're lost. And it's crazy to say that just as on account of you know one player being missing. I don't know how they're gonna fare again next week. You know, Pep's gonna have to do a madness. I don't know if he's gonna have to go three at the back. He's gonna have to do. He's gonna have to pull something out the back to get a result because he needs a result next week. This, to be honest, this game couldn't come at a worse time because there's international break straight afterwards. I mean, it it could come at a, it could be a a good thing and a bad thing, in a sense that there's international break afterwards, so Liverpool won't necessarily have momentum if they win. However, there'll be nine points ahead, so there's that leeway. So it's a double-edged sword, really. Honestly, so they really need to get a result. Like that's a must-win game for City, and they're looking and they don't look, they they're not looking good at all like their players do need to step up but that's on to them man bruv they need to save they need to save this they need to save this league man Liverpool can't be winning this league man we'll see after Sunday bruv <laughs> but um yeah man to the other side of Manchester um early kick off turning point yeah <laughs> turning point FC <laughs> Too early for some of these lads out there. Two, turning point FC. Anyone who thought that anyone who thought that those three games were a turning point, I saw a news article saying that um, Bournemouth have um, stopped United's unbeaten run. What? We won one game in the league. Yeah, the league form is so shocking. I mean, is it nine games out of twenty-eight? One. Bro, we won. Now? Bro, we won three games this season. Three league games this season. And people have the audacity to say that it's a turning point in the season. Because we scraped a result against the skinheads in Serbia. We managed to... We, what was the game after? We managed to beat a 19th place Norwich. And we scored two set pieces against Chelsea. Chelsea's reserve team. These lot are bugging, man. I mean, it was good getting back on the winning trail for sure. But I mean... Just for my peace of mind. Just for my sanity. But I knew it wasn't gonna last long. Um, it's about consistency in this game, and we don't have it. Fact of the matter is, we don't have it at all. Fact of the matter is, um, looking at the game, I think we started quite well in the first ten fifteen minutes. Like Martial looks good, Rashford looked bright in the first fifteen minutes, and then we just faded because we couldn't get the ball to them. Because obviously our midfield is absolutely disgraceful. Pereira was having an absolute stinker. Like he couldn't even. Every every sing, like he was making the wrong decision. How how can you make the wrong decision every single time you touch the ball? The thing is, you're looking for Pereira or any number ten. Any number ten to be to be the link between the midfielder and the attack. That basic fundamental role was supposed to fulfil, and he wasn't able to do that. Not once. He wasn't able to demonstrate that once in the whole entire game. So, bro, there were times he was taking shots when he could have just slipped man through. Like I, I wanted to strangle him. Like I was, I, I was. I know a lot of people they slate Massa because you know he's lost his legs and stuff. But just the intelligence that he brings onto the pitch. But even then, Matter's not bro. Matter's not even a good enough option. Like Matter, Matt, like 
Matter can't even matters matters so passive with his passing these days as well. Like there's there's it's not even and he can't get up and down the pitch either. So there's no reason as to why we should even be playing him. The worst thing is is that you're looking for a goal, you're looking for inspiration, and you bring on a 27 year old who hasn't got a goal or an assist in the league since what Feb. The thing is, the thing is with these type of games, and when you're playing away at these, you know, tight little grounds, there's not really much space to run in behind and, you know, get on the end of the balls and get on the last shoulder of the defender. These games are crying out for, you know, technical and intelligent players. I mean, it'll be a bit arbitrary trying to put in players that have legs and just run up and down the pitch all day because. The pitch just, just doesn't warrant that at all. Bruv, you yeah, need someone that can just... Advantage. We don't have midfielders that can just make simple five-yard passes. McTominay's passing balls into man's kneecaps. Fred can't... That's, that's what the game's crying out for. And these guys that were trying... They were attempting like, long-range passes. That they can't even... You go out for throw-ins. Bruv. You just don't get the time and space on this on these sorts of pitches to, to do that, to be honest with you. Like, our defenders were looking to progress play more than us two midfielders. Do you know how mad that is? Yeah, exactly. It does really speak to the quality of our midfielders, which is absolutely... Disgusting, dire. man. <laughs> like, it's disgusting, bro. On that, actually, speaking of our defenders, bro, I'm tired of Lindelof. I don't want to see him. I, I don't want to see him anymore. I, I, I don't want to see him anymore. I, I can't stand him. Like I genuinely cannot stand him. I've had enough. You know what? I'd I've had enough. I'd rather see him in a play as a DM. Like, I don't want you playing as a... He can't win headers. His ball playing is passive at best. He can't deal with in-behind runners. What are you good at as a defender, bro? That goal that um where... Josh King was doing kick-ups in the air. Like, he was doing kick-ups in, in, the, in, the box. in the box, bruv. You're doing kick-ups in the air in my penalty box. Lindelof was just watch. We have so many ball-watchers in our team. It's ridiculous. Like, Lindelof was just ball-watching as my man was kicking it, flicking it over Wan-Bissaka's head. Why is Wan-Bissaka in that position? The whole game, Wan-Bissaka was having to cover... I felt for Wan-Bissaka because he was having to cover for Lindelof in his space because Lindelof was just getting dragged everywhere and everywhere... And then it just meant that Brexit Shakiri was getting was just getting was just getting opportunities on that left hand side. It's a good thing that he's whacking it. Otherwise, fam, we could have actually it could have been like three or four. And that is a bo- a Bournemouth side that haven't scored for like five hours or something like that. Fam, and we gave them that win. Like we just gave them that win. But I you, I just knew that was gonna happen. I felt so sorry for him. Okay, cool. He made an error for the goal because weren't it? But fact of the matter is, he should not have been there. The fact that Maguire passed him on to instead of Maguire to like get in in front of him and say and part and and not pass um, Josh King onto Wambasaka, who clearly is not a centre back. You've just gone and left him there on his ones to just get let someone kick the ball over him and finish. The guy controlled it like it took like three four touches for him to control it in the box in your own penalty box to then finish. Like, why are you man statues? Yeah, as I mean, as a manager, you can't really legislate for those sort of individual. Bro, you think the manager? You think that manager is even? He he's endorsing this behavior. What? Yeah, what he can legislate for is the tactics and the way we set up, set up. these teams. Because only has shown that he is tactically inept now because he sets up the same against every single team. 
How can you be and, playing a counter-attacking team against Bournemouth? Tactically fluid. We have a game plan for each and every team you play. I mean, it's all well and good focusing on, on our strengths, focusing on what we can do, but that hasn't worked out. You need to be tactically fluid. You need to adapt to what's in front of you, and we just haven't done that. And yesterday was just... Uh, yesterday? Uh, Saturday was just a real emphasis on just how inept he is. Obviously, the quality of the player does not help proceedings at all. If you could, the way we set up against these teams, it just doesn't make sense to me. The thing is, like, I, I, ha- I would have no issue with him if he was trying to show me something that he's trying to do with the squad. Mm-hmm. But you can clearly see that my man is not doing anything with the squad. And it's not just him, it's also the coaching staff as well. Because you can't tell me that it's, they're just watching all of that and just they're happy with that. Like Mike Phelan, all of them, all of them in the backroom staff, they're all they should all be culpable as well because what you see, it just makes me think: what are these men doing in training? Like, what are they exactly. doing in training? Thinking, what's Carrick doing? What's McKenna doing? What's what's, what's telling these men? What is what is he do? What are they doing? Cool, you can say like this is all to do with the board and everything to do with that. Fine, whatever. However, the stuff we're seeing on the pitch now that's got nothing to do with Woodward. That's to do. That's on Ollie, you know. That is on him. But. Like I said, I knew I knew that that I knew we weren't gonna get a result against Bournemouth. I was thinking a draw, but I didn't think we'd actually lose. It's, it's got to that stage now, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like inevitable, inevitable victories in the past are now. Like I'm. It's mad how yeah. we've just normalised the losing. When we were so used to winning in the past, but we don't want. We don't want. You don't want to reflect back to the past because I mean, that's the past. That's the past. But I mean, the future and the present isn't looking quite rosy at the minute. At so. all, man. I don't even know what to say for them. But yeah, man. Forget them, man. Cool. Let <laughs> on to Nod London. Lamry sent me. Lamry sent an interesting um, voice note in a group chat, saying that I was making too much noise. I was hyping up when they lost to Liverpool in the in the League Cup. Obviously, I was just being shameless. But I just want to know. Is, the thing is, Arsenal are Arsenal are a joke. <laughs> I just. <laughs> I just want to know, yeah, how Wolves played 3-4-3, had two centre mids, you man were playing a diamond, and they had your four midfielders using defibrillators the whole game. I just want to know. I just want to know how and why. I saw Ozil doing defensive work. I saw Torreira playing as a number 10. I saw... It was weird because I watched part of that game and it looked as if Ozil and Sabahs were playing on the left foot. Um, Brian left with me respectively and I was thinking to myself hold on a minute <laughs> hold on a minute my man's playing a diamond tell me why that <laughs> man had pirouette pendant he's like he was in a turnstile he was going around in circles on the left hand side of the pitch I was looking I was thinking nah you're boying it Wolves had 20 shots in that game you know the game finished 1-1 Tell me why Wolves at home, you went out at home, Wolves are having 20 shots against you. 20. The way you set that team out, it just didn't make sense to me. No, I, mean, man. I, like Arsenal. I, don't, I don't follow Arsenal at all, but the way you set that team out, is, it just does not make any sense to me at all. Emery's a war criminal. Like, all jokes aside, all banner aside, Emery actually has to go with it. Like, he's actually, he's actually a war criminal. Like I, when I saw Torreira playing number ten, I I was gonna lose it. I was I was gonna lose it. <laughs> I was gonna lose it. 
I saw Gwen. You don't even support Arsenal. Bro, I was like, what? I was seeing Torreira making third man runs. <laughs> I was like, no, nah, you're boying it. I was just like, no. Then you got Lacazette. Apparently, Lacazette has said, if Arsenal don't get Champions League, he's moving. How can you let someone like that, who's got a receding hair, who's soon having a receding hairline, who doesn't even give you 20 goals a season, put demands on you like that as a club? You should be ashamed of yourself. He's just, he's just a French Ricky Lambert, man. <laughs> From Marge Lambert. He's just a French Ricky Lambert. You think I can trust a black man that doesn't have peace? Come off that. Come off that. French Ricky Lambert, I'm saying French Jersey Altador, bruv. That guy's a w- air, blood. That guy's air, fam. That's it, French Jersey Altador. You're taking the piss. I ain't even got onto Nico Peppergreen. That guy didn't even touch the bench. Are you- that guy didn't even come off the bench. He was warm in seat. 72 million pound? Nah, man. Just, just forget about him. Forget about that one. <laughs> forget about it. Forget about that one. I don't even want to, I, can't, I don't even need to say Ivory and Javinho because Javinho was even Ivory, so that's just Javinho Mark II. Javinho Mark II, blood. Don't tell me anything else. Oh, Arsenal are really a banter club, man. Bam. Arsenal, I don't know for you, man. Like, I genuinely don't know for you, man. Man, man left. Man, <laughs> the funny thing is, these men were booing for Xhaka to get off the pitch and they didn't play any differently. Jacob wasn't even playing. They didn't play any differently to how they're playing now. See how Lamry was bare saying that, oh, we play so much better without Jack. They didn't play any differently to how to when Jacker's not on the pitch now. I, no I improvement. Start, I, I didn't see a stark difference between Jacker being on the pitch and not being on the pitch, to be honest with you. No improvement. No, no improvement. No improvement. This whole Jacker being Jacker being out of the team improves us. Yeah, maybe, but for agenda purposes this week, <laughs> my G, I didn't see that. Lamry got to come and explain himself the next time he's on this pod, because... <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll be of the opinion that Emery, Emery needs to go. Yeah, Emery needs to go, man. I mean, Emery needs to stay, because I'm just enjoying the terrorism he's doing there. But, on the real, that like, he needs to he needs to cut. This good evening is not happening. It's no more. It's not a good evening. No more. That, that era is on He's gone. I don't even think he even began still. Nah, it really did. <laughs> I don't think it began still. I'll never forget when Lamry was actually backing Emery. Now he's saying Emery out. It's only now that he's seeing the light. Now that they're struggling, they're struggling to win games. But it's cool. <laughs> anyway. Enough of them. Man. Enough of them, man. Um, Chelsea. Hmm. Super Frank. Watford, two one. I was watching part of this. They just, they just keep doing it, don't they? I just, I can't, I can't, I can't. Like, I, I'm so happy Dami's not here, man. I'm so happy he's not here, fam. I won't lie. I, I, I don't think I could, I don't think I could take him doing this any long, like his propaganda any longer. I'm tired. The thing is, they actually started well. I was watching part of that game. They started quite well. Jorginho. With an amazing pass for Tammy. But let me not even try and lie, man. I like Jorginho, but I saw him, I've been seeing him trying to do this a couple times still. 
I've seen I've seen him try to execute that pass a couple times. Still, I saw it going to I saw it go out for a throw in at times. I saw him hitting I saw him hitting the man that was in front of him. I've seen him attempt that pass. So after attempt four hundred and fifty two, it worked out. So well done to him. Nah, but to be honest, I don't expect him to get assists. I don't expect him to get numbers. He's just there to orchestrate and dictate play. So I don't really expect him to get like record-breaking number of assists. I won't lie. Um. And yeah, man, like, Kovac, Kovac, really, it was Kovacic that really dictated that game. Again, that pivot is looking good. It's the fact that Kante is not even there, I don't, I don't see. I'm wondering how that dynamic's going to work when Kante's fully fit to come back. Um, Do they really need him back right now? Hey, if they don't, fam, bring him my way, fam. <laughs> bring, bring him to Old Trafford. Bring him my way, blood. <laughs> bring him my way. Um, and yeah, man, nah, Chelsea, they just, they look very, very good. The VAR decision for against them really was absolutely nonsense this VAR thing is just nonsense now like it's getting ridiculous at this point and there's a, there's a similar point we're touching on to the Tottenham game that we'll get into but this VAR boy it hasn't been a success at all like it's why is it that the referee apparently the referees aren't allowed to go to the to the screen like they actually have to just wait for commentary in the air yeah apparently they're not allowed to go to the screen which I think is bogus that's the whole point of VAR like if you if there's something that's not that's a contentious decision the referee should go and see the replay see if it's a foul or not if he's made a mistake and rectify it now it's like you can't actually say that they're actually like um, making decisions that are clear and obvious um, that are against clear and obvious um, errors then I, I don't see what the improvement is now, like, I don't know, man. Because, yeah, that is standard protocol across the continent of Europe. Yeah, man. Like, in every European league I've seen, like, if a referee is unsure of a decision he's probably made himself, then he will go to the screen and he will review himself and, you know, act accordingly mm. to what he's seen. Mm. So, yeah, I don't know why the Premier League, if the, the facilities are there in the stadiums, then why aren't the referees allowed to go to the screen and reveal it reveal it yeah man like I don't understand that at all I mean, because those referees then Stockley Park are just showing how incompetent they are at feeding the referee information false information yeah regarding a decision and he's just really he's really made it a farce a farce at this point if I'm honest with you yeah man that day yeah we're gonna we're gonna touch on the Everton game yeah um, in a minute as you said but yeah, VAR, it hasn't been a success. It hasn't been used the way it was intended to, really. Mm. So. Yeah, man. Um, phase it out. Phase it out of the game, man. We don't want it. <laughs> you don't want it no more. We don't want it no more. But yeah, man. The, tr- the, the, the trial has been unsuccessful. Been really poor. But yeah, man. Captain America. Again. Bro, I can't believe this league has is giving him is giving him numbers, man. Bundesliga was disgracing him, and now the league, pre, the Prem's giving him numbers like this. It's dis, it's a disgrace. But I don't want to I don't want to do an agenda against him. I actually like Pulisic. I actually quite like Pulisic. Yeah, I mean, when they signed him, like I thought, 
like I knew he was quite positionally like versatile. Mm. But in terms of like the Chelsea team, I didn't know where exactly where he was gonna fit. fit. Yeah, it felt but like he seems to be popping up here, there, and everywhere. To be honest, which is which is not what I expected. I probably expected him to, you know, take the wide left berth um, that Hazard vacated. But he seems to be popping up here, there, and everywhere because that Chelsea front line do interchange quite a bit. Mm. They're not too rigid. They interchange quite a bit, so. You see players working up in all sorts of different positions, especially Mason Mount, which the player which Dami worships. MVQ Lampard, fam. <laughs> worships the grounds he walks on. That industry, that industry plant, blood. <laughs> anyway, but I mean, he 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 was he was pretty decent. I think he had he had a couple shots. He hit there was one shot where he, like it was a good save from Foster and he rattled the crossbar, and it would have been yeah. a great goal if he scored. Um, and he had a couple of other shots as well that were on target, and he was quite—he was—he was busy, like. But I think a lot of people will probably think, "Oh yeah, he was not doing much because he didn't get a goal and assist." But I just think that's lazy. Um, I think I think he's decent. It'll be interesting now that he's getting a run of games in the team. But I think he does need to be more productive now um, in terms of his goals and assists because um, in this in this time in which like he hasn't got any much competition because his only competition really at the moment is Barkley. And uh, that's not really competition, but um, yeah, man, Chelsea looking strong. <sighs> Damn, they really look like they're gonna get top four this season. Like with if there's anything injuries permitting and everything like that, and this run keeps continuing, they look like they're getting they're really getting top four. People probably didn't expect Lampard to find it this quickly. To be honest with you, I mean, nah, no chance. No chance. <laughs> no chance. <laughs> I mean, people were willing to give him the whole year, which he was gonna get anyway. Yeah, but he, people just probably just didn't think that he, that he would do as well as he has done already. So, um, you know, hats off to him. Yeah, man. What he's done, he's he's imprinted and he's instilled a culture and you know his style of play into the team already, which I can't say for my current manager. But um, so, couple man, couple <laughs> man, couple man's legends, <laughs> couple man's legends are sending them to top four. Couple, meanwhile, my legend sending me to relegation. Anyway. <laughs> Tottenham, Tottenham, Everton. Before we get this out, um, Andre Gomez. Hope he has a speedy recovery. It was actually um, what I thought was a, which was a fractured dislocation. So he's basically gone and um, fractured a bone in by his ankle, and his and his ankle was out of place. So he really is out for like four months, roughly four months. Which is probably the best possible news you could have caught, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It could have been a lot worse. Could have been a yeah, lot worse. Exactly, yeah. However, like ugh, I felt for Son, man. If you saw his face, boy, like he was I mean, so like that. That's another thing. Was that a red card? It wasn't a red card. That's like, the thing the, I wanted to talk about as well. I think the tackle itself. Mm. I mean, there wasn't any malicious intent in there. Yeah. Well, the tackle itself didn't warrant a red card, but the fact that what transpired after. That's the reason why. I think that's the reason why the ref gave the red card. He just thought, you know what? This guy, he's, he, Son is absolutely hysterical right now. Mm. The tackle has actually led to this happening. So, you know, let's just give him a red card and just get this over with. I think that's bogus, though. I won't lie. Because it, is, it is a really bogus decision. Though. That's yeah, bogus because, because was not a red. So it I think wasn't a red card tackle. <laughs> red, I mean, Spurs should really... Um, um, what you call it? They should actually it should, appeal. It be yeah, they should appeal that because that's just that's just dumb refereeing, man. Um, 
but yeah, like to devolve VAR decisions again. Two penalties that should have stood for both sides, really. Um, the Son one, the one, the tackle on Son, that was a penalty. Because um, you can see it's, he's jolted his knee, and he's just like the way and the fact the way he's gone down. That's a penalty, really. I don't know how VAR didn't give that. Um, and Everton as well um, had a chance as well. That should have been. That should have been a, VAR. I don't even know what for, know for this. From, I, don't, I, I don't. I don't know the purpose of it anymore. I don't. It's just a joke. But yeah, um, quick word on Deli Ali. Um, silencing his critics, I guess. I mean, he didn't even play well, but the fact that he got his goal, I guess that masked it, I guess. But either way, he didn't really. The thing is, that's, the thing is, that's all he's doing right now, though. He's just getting goals. He's not really putting in. But he wasn't even getting goals. Like, this is, I think this is the first goal he's got. I can't remember. But even then, like. He scored against Watford a couple of Oh, yeah. Ago. You're right, you're right. But he's, his performances have just been shoddy at best. But the thing is, this is this is this is Deli Ali though. Like he's not. I don't know what people expect of him. He's not a midfielder. Like he's not a centre mid. Like people that think that he's a centre mid, they need to get the idea of his head. He's never been a centre mid. He's always been that guy that plays. Um, I've forgotten the role that they they call it in German. But is he? He's, he's a he's a Muller. He's a Muller. He's a guy who's a he who feeds off he he feeds off. Um, um, balls in behind um, he makes those darting runs he's always in the right place at the right time he understands the space in which the ball will fall to him Like he, that's that's his game and the sooner people ex- um, accept that the better I don't think I don't know what people are expecting from him like he can give you that 20 goals a season if you're going to put him behind a striker he'll give you I that 15 or 20 I think that's his this is his only position that you can put him in that he will be competent enough because he's not good enough in possession. He's not. Um, he's not got amazing vision. Um, he's not got an eye for a pass. Like, what do you expect him to do? That's just him as a player, man. Um, yeah. Cool. Start next eye for the week. If we. Oh, uh, that quick. Um, I know. So, so the manager or the keeper. Uh, m- manager and formation. Manager and formation. Okay. Um, does the rules still apply as regards to the top six? Well, let's try and keep it to the rules as much as we possibly can, because <laughs> I've deep the lineups just not gonna bang no more, because I don't even know like what top six is anymore at this rate. That's a good for Fra- uh, Frankie Frank. Super Frank, mate. And I really wanted to switch this up, you know. Lampard again? Oh, do we have him last week as well? Big man. I mean, if he deserves the accolades, I guess you have to give it to him. But uh, I mean, I don't even know. I don't know any any other standouts to be honest with you. I mean, I could say Graham Potter, but that violates our our rules a little bit, doesn't it? So no, not really. You can give it uh, to Graham Potter. I was going to give it to Brendan Rodgers to be honest with you. Oh yeah, how can I forget about Brendan Rodgers? Yeah. I'm gonna give it to Brendan Rodgers. Graham Potter's a um, shout out though, but yeah, I'll just say Brendan Rodgers. If you go through this quickly, formation, what's that? Is that a 4 1 4 1? That 4 3 3? Really? That Leicester play? So that's, yeah, it's like a 4 1. 4 1. Or like 4 3 3. 
Or what we'll do? Just one. Simplify it. Yeah. Um, so goalkeeper, I was only going to say Kepa because of he made a last minute save. From Ben Foster. Yeah, which is a madness. Um, there's also Dean Henderson. That's my pick. We'll go with that. We can go with that. I'm yeah. happy with that. Um, Dean Henderson, right back. Trent, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. But to be honest with you, it's either Trent or Ricardo Pereira because Pereira was unbelievable in that game against Crystal Palace. Like he, like for me, he's top three right backs in the league. I'm so sorry. I don't care. He's unreal. He's unreal. So it's either Trent or Ricardo Pereira. And it's so hard because they both were amazing in that game. I mean, in the games that they played in. Trent, we gave to last week. I mean, we can give it to him again. Damn, mad. This is hard. Pick one. Ricardo Pereira because it's fresh in the memory. And it was on TV. Cool. I saw more of it. Ah, man. Trent was amazing, man. But well, Ricardo Pereira is. Um, centre backs. Sionchu. Sirok Boy. Have to agree there, yeah. The nickname we gave him from early, Sirok Boy. I believe in the Bournemouth United game they gave. Um, Ake. Yeah, they gave Ake man of the match, didn't they? Yeah, and he was phenomenal in that game. Like he just made the game look very easy. He was comfortable in everything he did. So uh, yeah, um, Sionchu and Ake, I can go with that. Yeah. Um, uh, left back. This is not a pick, but how did Brian keep getting away with picking a six foot seven left back in Dan Burke? Freak man! <laughs> you know he's how gonna terror. You know they're gonna terrorize us when we go and play them. I think we got them next week, you know. <laughs> he's gonna terrorize us, like. I swear he's got a couple of sisters as well already. Bro, he's a madman. Physically, he's a specimen. And then on top of that, like, he's actually very athletic. Peter Crouch of left backs, you know. I don't know how they do it. Never thought I'd see it. Oh, yeah, man. Like, I would say, oh, boy, I would say, um, yeah, Dan Byrne was an option. Robertson, because he scored. He played quite well in, that, in, in the game as well. Even though it was quite flat. Liverpool just flat anyway, but he got the goal, I guess. Yeah, we'll go with Robertson. Okay. Holding midfielder. I have to give a special mention to John Lundstrom. Yeah, no, no, I was going to say put him on the right. Because he plays on the right, doesn't he? I mean, more centre-ish, but yeah, I guess we can put him on the right for, for this sake. Mm. For, the sake of, uh, for the sake of the team. For the sake of the team, yeah. Yeah, no, Lundstrom. He... Uh, Jorginho? Yeah, it could go with Jorginho. Jorginho. Yeah. I'd say Jorginho and Kovacic, really, because I think Kovacic was amazing, but Jorginho's pass was really good. <clears throat> Pirouette pennant. <laughs> what? <laughs> nah, Sabayas is not getting in this team. No chance. You're, you're kidding me, aren't you? <laughs> Surely you're kidding me. Oh, no, nah, there's no chance he's getting in this 11. No way. <laughs> But I say what? I thought you were being serious. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> that is crazy. Nah, nah, nah. That's a wild take. Um, I, 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 I want to put Tielemans in, you know. 
Madison. Yeah. He, he, Tielemans is showing to just be in the best. He wasn't even 40 million. He was 32 million. What a deal. <laughs> what a deal. Fam, like, he, 32 million. Leicester managed to twang it. I read one article that he, they, they, instead of on, in the Telegraph, instead of it 40 million, they, um, they asked Monaco to drop the price to 32. And they just accepted. Just bargain. Like bargain. Like, honestly, like, he's just been absolutely unreal for them. Leicester probably have the best, third best midfield in the league. Like, it's, I think it goes City, Chelsea, then Leicester in terms of midfields. I think they've got the third best in the league, to be honest with you. Um, you know, looking at Leicester's players man for man, I think they actually have a pretty decent squad. Oh, yeah, 100%. Bruv, their squad is amazing. Their squad, their squad is top four quality. I don't, like, I'm not even... That's not even a joke. Like, they genuinely have a top four squad. They've got two competent centre-backs. They've got two of the best full-backs in the league. They've got a reliable goalkeeper. They've got one of the best holding midfielders in the league. They've got two of the best um, midfield, um, young midfielders in the league as well. They've got um, wide men in Harvey Barnes and um, Damari Gray. Ayose Perez, who's a decent um, source for goals. And a 20-goal-a-season striker. What would you want? This, this squad is solid. Honestly, honestly. Top four, definitely. They're definitely getting top four. Nah, man, Rogers, he's done, he's done his job there. So, yeah, um, who have we got? So, we've got Jorginho, um, Tillemans. Co- Tillemans and Kovacic. Um, on the right, we've got Lundstrom. And on the left, we've got who? On the left, yeah, who do we have? That's a very good question. Um, I am tempted to go with... Oh, Mane? Mane, yeah. Who are you tempted with? I was tempted with Mane as well, yeah. Mane, Simply yeah. Because he's, he's been clutch. A, a clutch player. Clutch. Again. I mean, involved in the Liverpool's two goals. Mm. Very. So he definitely warrants uh, my picking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On the, on the left hand side. Our number nine. I'm just tempted to say Jimmy Ward. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm not even joking. Like, if I if he's probably the most the best performing nine this weekend. Um, I'm trying to think. There was a name I had in my head. Um, the, the Gabonese Jamie Vardy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Lamry's not here to defend his team, man. We can't even can't even do that. Gabonese Jamie Vardy, you know. Nah, them men are a joke team. But um, ah, uh, who was? Who was an option? You know what? That might have to be it, you know. It was either him or Josh King. Just because of the goal. But, um... Yeah, no, we'll give it to Vardy, man. Give it to Vardy, We'll yeah. give it to Vardy. So, yeah, we'll go through the team Go through the team again. Um, Dean Henderson. Um, Right-back, Ricardo Pereira. Centre-back, um, Sirot Boy and Ake. Left-back, Robertson. DM, Jorginho. Um... Two in front of him is Kovacic and Tielemans. Um, right hand side Lundstrom, left hand side Mane, up front Jamie Vardy. Sounds like a good team. Cool. We just wanted to. Um, we're going to replace some hot takes on Twitter this week um, with um, something that happened in um, European football um, with one of the heavyweights, a team that actually knows they're a big team, so they take action um, in Bayern Munich. Um, the, Sacking their manager Nico Kovac. Thoughts? I think it was brewing for quite a long time, to be honest. Um, I 
us. Mm-hmm. Like in terms of like, the, I think we were talking about this yesterday. Like in terms of the recruitment policy, it's been a bit erratic. It's been all over the place, and you know it doesn't help when you like lose experience. Experienced players like Robin, Ribery, and Hobbles. Yeah, 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 yeah. However, I don't know, like you just don't know what kind of direction they they're really going in, and. I mean, you look tactically inept at points as well. I think a coach like Kovac, he's more suited to coaching a smaller team or a mid-sized team. Mm. Like, he's done a really good job at Frankfurt. He's done a very good job at Frankfurt, which is the reason why they um they really liked him. him in the first place. Yeah. But, yeah, it was definitely the right time to cut ties. Um, it's just interesting to see who they get in next. Do they get in someone just, you know... Tied mm-hmm. things over to the end of the season, or did they look to get someone in with a view to a long-term plan or projects? Bro, they always get um um granddad um granddad um Hankus always comes out of retirement just to increase his pension. Mid-season, and they, he always does a good job as well. So. They always holler him. They always holler him. He's like big man, <laughs> win us the league again. So just just to stabilize us. <laughs> always, but yeah, no, like. With Kovac, like really and truthfully, like whenever I used to watch Bayern, it just seemed like they were relying heavily on individual quality, and that would either come from Lewandowski, Gnabry, Thiago. It just seemed like they were relying heavily on individuals, and it system like cohesively. They didn't look very. They didn't look as cohesive as they really should be. The targets that they were even. I mean, this is above the coach really, but the targets that they're even. The transfer targets, their transfer targets have been quite erratic. Cool, they managed to get in Pavard and Lucas Hernandez, who are like generation, um, new generation defenders who can play in like different systems and can play out, um, play fullback and centre back if you need them to. They're very adept in doing so. Um, however, they still haven't replaced Robin really. Um, Coman and Gnabry, they're very good options, but Coman's shown that he's injury prone. Um, Muller has seen his best days. Lewandowski doesn't have cover if he gets injured. Their midfield looks quite light as well. So I think it's it's a it's a it's a bit of a restructuring that needs to that and really need that needs to happen at Bayern really. It's not just a manager. Um they've been linked to um Ajax's um head coach, um Ten Hag. Yeah. Um Mourinho. Baba Wenger might come out of retirement for them. Uh, move, actually. Bro, that would actually that wouldn't be bad, that wouldn't be bad at all. Like, Wenger would actually enjoy. I think he would actually enjoy that group of players. I don't know if in Europe they do well, but domestically they dominate that league as they normally do anyway. Yeah. So yeah, no, I think they just need to get this this coach right and just lay out like a three to five year plan. I don't know why they didn't go for Nagelsmann when they had the chance to. They thought that um, he was too young, but really and truthfully, you can see that he's the best coach in Germany at the moment. It just makes sense, but maybe they just don't want to go down the hipster route. Otherwise, they would have gone for Tuchel when he was available. Yeah, no, they just. I think Bayern just need to get this right. They need to not only get in a new head coach, but they need to sort out their transfer dealings um, and get the right players in because it just seems very scattergun approach. And it's like um, they've been getting in the players that. They've been getting in their plan B's and their plan C's rather than their plan A's. So, for example, Coutinho on loan, Perisic on loan. These aren't the men that they were looking for. Maybe they're, they're probably looking at stop gaps before they can go for someone like Werner, who 
eventually looks like he will go to Bayern. Kai Hertz as well, and also Sane. So if they can probably get those three in, really, um, they'd be direct replacements and good cover, and or good cover for the players that are in those positions, really, at Bayern at the moment. Yeah, exactly. Those things just reeled off there, like, it just screams, like, short-termism. Hmm. Especially them being, like, loan deals as well, so... It just, don't know, I just, it would just be interesting to see, yeah, what direction they go in and, you know, what personnel they do bring in um, after the new manager's appointed, whoever that may be, so... Interesting times for Bayern Munich. Um, I don't think there'll be a threat in Europe this season simply because, you know, they don't have a system or they don't have a structure in their team to really challenge anyone in Europe right now. And their squad... organised enough, I don't think. Yeah, and their squad just seems very imbalanced. Yeah, their squad just seems very imbalanced. Like, they seem quite light in midfield. Defensively, like, they let go of Hummels, kept Boateng for some odd reason. That was really strange. Really strange. Really strange. Um, Petula, who I don't think, I think is just, he's just normal. He's normal. Like, I, 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 I don't see what's so special about him, I won't lie. I don't think he's that good. They're not going to push for the Champions League this year, no chance. Um, however, in the league, obviously, it looks like they probably will get the league this year again because I don't think Dortmund are, um, even with um, their manager as well, Things aren't looking too rosy with him as well. Um, so, but yeah, cool. Let's uh, wrap it up. Go from there. Let's do it. Um, just again, just, just to plug the socials again, at underscore StarNXI on Twitter. Um, and make sure to use the hashtag, hashtag underscore StarNXI. You find anything interesting, find anything funny, hit us up. You can find us on um, SoundCloud. You can find us on Spotify. If you can use Spotify, Please use please use the Spotify link as well. We need them streams up, baby. We need them streams. Um, but yeah, this has been fun. Hopefully, uh, we see we see each other next week. Alfred, let's sign up. See you next week. All right, peace.